This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Ever since the passage of the U.S. Inflation Reduction Act, there's been a wave of foreign automakers making EV and battery production investments in the U.S. in order to qualify for EV tax incentives. But here's a case of the opposite happening. Reuters reports that Chinese battery maker Cattle is slowing its plans to open battery factories in the U.S. and Mexico because of concerns that the requirements for sourcing the battery materials will drive costs higher. The bill requires that 50% of the materials used in EV batteries must be sourced in North America or other approved regions, which then rises to 80% by the end of 2026. As a result, Cattle has slowed the vetting process for sites to open plants in North America, and its decision is now in limbo. Automakers are making huge investments into EVs. Volkswagen is spending $100 billion by 2030. Toyota is spending $70 billion. But what would that figure be if you added it all together? According to Reuters, if you group the top automakers, they're going to spend a collective $1.2 trillion through the end of the decade. That includes sourcing the raw materials, making the batteries, and building the vehicles. The investment represents plans to build around 54 million BEVs by 2030, which would be about 50% of total vehicle production. But here's the crazy part. Reuters did a similar analysis a year ago, and this $1.2 trillion figure is more than double what it came up with in 2021. You know, there's been a lot more EVs announced since then, and the cost of materials has gone up exponentially. The Biden administration is making good on its promise to increase the number of electrified vehicles in the federal government's fleet. The White House revealed that 12% of light-duty vehicles that federal agencies purchased or more than 3,500 total in the 2022 budget year, were BEVs or plug-in hybrids. If it weren't for supply chain issues, the White House says it would have been 20% of purchases. If you go back in 2021, agencies bought 33,000 vehicles, but only 257 were BEVs or PHEVs, or just 1% of the total. The Biden administration wants to end government purchases of ICE vehicles by 2035. But the Government Accountability Office, or GAO, says federal agencies need to significantly increase the number of chargers they own to reach that goal. As of March, the agencies own and operate 4,000 chargers, but the GAO estimates it needs to increase that to 100,000. GMC revealed the all-electric version of the Sierra. In terms of technology, it's not surprisingly different from the Chevy Silverado EV. But it is more so in the looks department, especially compared to the similarities of the ICE versions. 
And we think that's highlighted in three main areas. The front end of the Sierra EV is much busier than the electric Silverado. The GMC doesn't have the same bed flare as the Silverado EV, which is reminiscent of the Chevy Avalanche. And the interior layout is much different. It has a large floating center display screen mounted in portrait mode that extends down to the center console, while there's a single digital display for the driver embedded in the dash. The Denali Edition 1, which will be the first version of the truck to launch in early 2024, is the top of the line and will have the most power. It's going to have an estimated 754 horsepower, which means it will almost certainly have a three-motor setup. It will do 0 to 60 in an estimated 4.5 seconds and be able to tow up to 9,500 pounds. With an expected driving range of around 400 miles, or 640 kilometers, the Edition 1 will have the larger battery pack, which consists of 20 modules and around 205 kilowatt hours of space. The Edition 1 will carry a price tag of over $108,500, which includes destination, but before any incentives. That's a lot of money, but there will be other versions of the truck coming in 2025, with the base model starting around 51 grand. Tesla could soon be one of the largest manufacturers of Class 8 semi-trucks in North America. Elon Musk said that it will take about a year to ramp up production, which has already started, but that it's, quote, tentatively aiming for 50,000 units in 2024 for Tesla Semi in North America, close quote. He added that the Semi would be offered outside North America as well. The truck has an estimated 500 miles of range, and uses Tesla's older 2170 battery cells, presumably keeping the newer 4680 cells available for its passenger models. At Scheffler, we pioneer motion. Electrifying mobility. Manufacturing smarter. Reducing CO2 emissions. Making energy production clean. Scheffler pioneers motion to advance how the world moves. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing. Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. There's an interesting white paper we came across from VSI Labs. It did a deep dive into lane markings on roads and how they affect lane keep assist and autonomous driving systems. It says lane markings are highly detectable by cameras, while radar does not get a return signal from them, and LIDAR can be iffy depending on the type of LIDAR being used. High-def maps can be good, but the licensing costs are high and maintenance of the maps is challenging. Machine learning algorithms can accurately detect lane markings, but they can misinterpret them on ramps and blend areas as well as misinterpret expansion joints and cracks. That's why it's important to have the right kind of lane markings. VSI says lane markings should be at least six inches wide and that there should be dotted line extensions along all entrance and exit ramps. 
It goes into a lot more detail about what's needed. And if you'd like to learn more, we've got a link to that white paper in today's transcript or description box. We've reported on all kinds of electric vehicles, including cars, trucks, buses, and semis. But how about electric construction equipment? The AEM, which is the Association of Equipment Manufacturers, sent us an interesting report. It says compact construction equipment, like excavators smaller than 10 metric tons, are a promising application. Since they don't have the high electric demand of cars or trucks, they can use much smaller battery packs. Unlike diesel-powered excavators, there's no idling time. They only use power on demand. So depending on the application, the electrics can provide up to eight hours of work time. Doosan Bobcat even has a model that eliminates all the hydraulics and uses electric cylinders and drive motors instead, which is more efficient and requires less maintenance. Quite a few companies either have or are coming out with electric construction equipment, like Volvo Construction Equipment, JCB, Doosan, which makes the Bobcat, as well as Green Machine, Moog Construction, and Whisper Drive. We also have a link to that report in the transcript or description box if you'd like to learn more. But that's it for today. Thanks for watching, and I hope you have a great weekend. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Experience Dolby Atmos, anywhere, anytime. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. And by Scheffler, we pioneer motion. Wards is the industry leader for news, data, and analysis. That's why companies across the globe subscribe to our premium service, maybe even your own. Log in for subscriber access now. Check your company's intranet for details and rely on wardsauto.com to keep you informed.